What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place www.caringplace.org Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Bryant. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brumman. I happen to be the president, and I've been here over 30 years. Last Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we had a wonderful time for our men in our programs in Broward and Miami. Uh, we had special Father's Day celebrations going on. I want to give a shout out to everyone that helped us in the special campaign to honor our dads. And there's still time today uh, that you can honor fathers. Maybe there's somebody been in your life that you'd like to honor, your father or a father figure or, or someone that just meant something very special to you. You can go to our website at caringplace.org slash dads. That's caringplace.org slash dads. And help us help fathers all during the year. You know, when people come to us, they're broken. Uh, a lot of times they're just carrying their clothes on their back. Uh, they are hopeless. A lot of them have addiction problems. They've burnt their past up. Many of the men have families that they haven't seen in years, and they haven't been very good fathers, to be honest. But during the process of restoration and healing and newness and getting a new direction, a new focus on life as they're in our centers, uh, they start wondering about their children. How can they get involved? Sometimes it's not smart when the children are all grown and there's been too much damage. You just have to trust the Lord to maybe work that out somehow. Letters can be written. Maybe a phone call can be made. But sometimes that door is not just shut. It's cemented. And people don't want anything to do with you. And then you have to live as a, as a person. You have to live with that guilt and that shame and that neglect that you did. You know, for some of our dads, they've stolen from their parents. They've stolen from their wives. They've stolen from their kids to maintain their habit. They're not, a, they're not proud of it. They're ashamed of it. But that's part of addiction. And addiction will take you places you never thought you'd want to go. And some of you that are listening right now may have people in your life that have been addicted to maybe prescription drugs or to illegal drugs. Maybe they haven't become homeless. Maybe they're a functional addict. Maybe they're a functional alcoholic. But you know the devastation that takes place in the family, in a relationship when someone is involved in that deep of an addiction it tears people apart, and that tearing apart can last for a lifetime. Now, we believe as, as a Christian organization that God forgives, that God restores, that God heals. But with that forgiveness, does it mean that the, the actual um, things that have been hurt go away? Doesn't mean that everything is just made like it never happened. Sometimes those things are there, and we recognize them, and we forgive them, and we deal with them, but they still hurt. And so as Father's Day is here, we're trying to help our dads deal with all that. 
the good side, the good story is that for so many of the dads, they do get back together with their family, even if their kids are just uh, grown up. Maybe their kids are in their 40s or maybe their kids are still in diapers. They do have a relationship and there is family reunions and even husbands and wives get back together. And so there's a lot of good things happening. And even the men that don't get back with their children, they have a better attitude. They can deal with it. It's not going to drive them back to drinking or doing drugs. Uh, they're going to handle the best way they can and seek God's grace. And as the years go by, hope and pray that things can be a little different, leave the door open. And I've seen that happen too. I've seen dads that have tried to make it work with their adult children and the adult children have nothing to do with them. And then there's a breakthrough and they start communicating and they start visiting. And then I actually have a chance to talk to some of these people and they're happy. So we're so glad our dad is back. We want to thank you and everyone that helped us. And it could be years later, but uh, reunions and, and relationships are healed. So go to our website at caringplace.org slash dads and, and make a gift today. You know, for, for $21, you can help 10 meals for one dad and, and so on. And, and that's how we operate. We are counting on our community to help us. We're so grateful for everyone's support, especially during the covid pandemic we lost a lot of our volunteers as far as coming on site but they came up with different creative ways to volunteer we are opening up our doors again to do it cautiously but we want our volunteers back on campus we miss our volunteers serving our meals our buildings are getting a little bit run down because mostly the volunteers are the ones that come out and paint and do landscaping and redo rooms and do many makeovers for us help us with our children mentor the adults in the education center uh, just become friends with the men and women and become coaches to them as they get ready to leave the, the, the buildings. So we really do count on our volunteers. Go to caringplace.org slash volunteer to find out how you can get involved. Uh, you can do it from the comfort of your home. We're always looking for clothing drives, toy drives, hygiene drives, uh, baby drives, uh, you know, baby item drives. We always need those special items and people do such a great job and saving us tons of money by bringing us in toothbrush, toothpaste, combs, um, diapers, uh, all sorts of items that we can use throughout the year and give out during, throughout the year as we help those in the community. So that we do need our volunteers. The year before, we had 9,000 volunteers. Last year, it was just a little over 2,000, and rightfully so. I mean, people are skittish, and we don't want, we don't want to get people sick, and we don't want anybody in our staff or in our buildings getting sick, so we had to watch that. But Things are changing. Things are getting back to somewhat of a normalcy, and we're still doing the precautions. We still want you to be wearing masks in certain areas and other areas you don't have to. Uh, but remember, we have residents in our building and we have our staff. So uh, we can do it together. We can do it safely and we can impact more lives and bring more of the homeless off the street and provide and help with our vision that no one is homeless. Now, another way you can help this week, this Saturday, in fact, uh, we've been gearing up this for months now. It's called our foodie truck. It's our foodie truck for, for soul and body. This is a special time on our church property located at 700 Northwest 175 Street. That's 700 Northwest 175 Street. Uh, it's down the street from Top Golf, if you know where that is, in that area of the of Miami. It's a beautiful church property. There's a drive-through area, and we're going to have a drive-through foodie event. You know, you see foodie trucks everywhere, and they're all specialty foods, and so many of them are just so delicious and have such great food unique to their own trucks. So we're going to have six of them 
uh, at the church property. And what you do is you go online at, at caringplace.org slash G for G. That's G, the number four, G, foodie, F-O-O-D-I-E. So G for G foodie. And there's a place where you can order tickets. For $45, you get six tastings. That's you get a tasting from each truck, and it's all done safely. In fact, when you come in, you'll have a card. Uh, it will show if you got six six tastings or four tastings or two tastings, whatever you want. And you'll go to the uh, each food truck, and you'll get your tasting, and a runner will come and give you your food into, into your uh, vehicle. In fact, maybe you want to uh, order some for your business associates or for your your family members that are not with you it's going to be on saturday this saturday june 26th uh, right at the church property from 10 o'clock to 1 p.m uh the tickets start at i think 25 dollars but this is something that's going to help abused women this is our girlfriends for girlfriends uh group this is a special group of women that are helping our women and children in our centers in miami and broward when they graduate uh, they need safe and affordable housing. They've been together now for about five years and provided two complexes where we uh, duplex and a triplex where we have women living there right now with their families. We want to expand that. And also when women leave the, the, the centers, uh, wherever they end up at, we want to make sure that the place is properly furnished. They have the appliances. They have all the, the bedding and the sheets and the, the comforters, everything they need to set up their first home away outside the center so they don't have to stress on that. So they do so much. So again, uh, you get great food and you'll be helping women and children uh, that have experienced domestic violence and, and homelessness. They're fleeing that. They've come to one of our centers and now they're moving out in the community. And so you'll be helping that great big move in their life by going to caringplace.org slash G for G that's G the the number four G G for G foodie and get your tickets you know we can't do again all the things that we do without our wonderful volunteers and our businesses our faith groups our faith partners and so I want to say thank you after being happy here after 30 years and experience what we're just coming out of this last year and a half it's it's a blessing to be here and to see so many people come together to help those in need. Well, God bless you. Stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Well, once again, I'm Marilyn Brummett, and this is the time in our program where we get to talk to people who are in the community that are really caring about the community and want to do outreach. And, you know, during this time of the pandemic, there's been so many people that God has just laid it on their heart to do something astounding. And then um, I have met these two wonderful ladies that I'm going to introduce, and they're going to tell you what God has laid on their heart. So first of all, I have Ashley Anderson, Riera, and Virginia, Virginia Lugo. Ashley, you founded uh, a little a group called Fire for Revival. Tell us about this. Tell us about you. Tell us about Virginia. Virginia's here also. Tell us what's going on. All right. Yes. Hi, everyone. Again, I'm Ashley Andrickson Riera, and um, I'm here with Virginia Lugo. And we are 
Fire for Revival! Wow. Yes. <laughs> so basically, we got started because God was just putting an urgency in my heart for, for prayer. Um, I just needed to, I was really getting passionate. I was watching all these street ministers. I was seeing how, how people were just really going out there and, and on fire for the Lord. And that was just such an inspiration to me. And so I kept on, um, you know, going to my seasoned Christian friend. <laughs> she, we call her our kingdom and networker. Her name is Grace Castro. I kept on, um, asking her and kind of like being persistent with her. And I was like, Grace, we got to get out of here. We got to do something for the Lord. And she, was kind of pulling in the reins at, at one point she's like let's just focus on this prayer ministry because I was ready to go out there with street preaching with a microphone and just bringing people to the Lord um and so to make a long story short um you know she she saw my passion and she saw the urgency in me so she says you know what Ashley let's start praying we started praying just me and her at first and then she's like I have somebody for you I know somebody who would be a great addition to this group um you guys are on the same accord um because Virginia was about to go out there by herself too <laughs> so she connected us with Virginia and then Grace also brought in um Kenzie and so that's the team that's fire for revival um we brought in the new year in prayer and fasting and that that very next day on the first you know we didn't even know that 12 o'clock hit because we were just so on fire for the Lord praying and God put an urgency in Virginia that next morning. And she says, guys, you know, we've been talking about doing something. Let's do something. And she kind of put her best foot forward and she started getting the ball rolling with the outreach. Um, and then Grace being our kingdom networker was like, I got it. Because she has um, a channel on Cairo TV. It's called For the Record. So she has access to all these, um, you know, Christian artists. So she started making a few calls. And within, I want to say, three, four hours, VG, we had like about, what, four artists that confirmed with us yeah, for June 26. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we have now four these artists. are kind of like Christian hip-hop artists. Yes. Yes. Christian artists, um, solid Christian artists. They're on fire for the Lord. Um, they have a passion, obviously, also for outreach. Um, and, you know, it just it just happened. God really has answered our prayers. Um, VG, if you want to touch on all the testimonies and breakthroughs. So, yeah, when we started, we started praying Mondays and Wednesdays. And as we started praying Mondays and Wednesdays, we saw um, God open up doors, the breakthroughs that were happening. People were getting jobs. Um, people were getting healed. We were we were able to come together as one and and for see miracles happen. So we knew that God was in it. We knew that um, God's heart was in this in His community of Liberty City. You know, as someone who came from Liberty City, who is in Liberty City, I know the need that we have. So that's why I felt an urgency in my heart to to come to the community to do this event. So, um, when, when we started praying, we started, the first donation that we received was 30, um, 3,600 masks. And that was received just like, um, I called someone that I met in Orlando just to ask information about like a house or something. And I talked to them about the event and they told me, Oh, I have a contact. So they gave me their point of contact that would like to give donations. So, um, she gave me the donations. I mean, she gave me the person's phone number. Mm -hmm. I called them for the donations, and, and we ended up having 
3,600 masks. After that, you know, we saw God um, bringing us uh, 4,000 pounds of food from Fort Myers. So that that was another donation. That's another testimony on its own. Then we had eight, um, eight people who are coming from Fort Myers to help us evangelize for that event. So we see God's hand in this prayer, in this ministry. Mm -hmm. That's why we're so grateful for, for the heart that God has given us for this. And what is the date of your outreach? So our outreach is on June 26th, and it's going to be at 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. And um, we're doing it at House of God Miracle Temper. Um, Pastor Walter Ori has um, allowed us to use um, the church to be able to go there and to do the outreach. And um, we're very, very excited. So the address is 1425. Yes, it's 1425 Northwest 59th Street. And again, it does start at 1 p.m. And that's going to be June 26th. Now, is this a drive through or just come as you are? Or how do you come do as you are? Come excited. Come ready to receive. We're we're very anxious so, to bring revival so to Miami. So in other Miami. words, you can walk up. Yes, yeah. walk up. Everyone is welcome. Um, there's going to be uh, lots of food that we're going to give away. Clothes. Um, clothes. We've Strollers. Got, we've received so many donations. Um, as BG was touching on, we, we have car seats. We have clothing items. We have strollers. And I know that God is going to continue moving. He's had free range in this event. We mm -hmm. haven't even ask for anything and they just keep on pouring in the donation so we're we're very blessed now how would somebody contact you um they can go um to our instagram page at fire for revival tribe um they can send us a direct message and they can also reach out to us via email at fire for revival tribe at gmail.com mm -hmm. wow yes so all this just happened out of just uh, going to god in prayer god yeah. yes seeking him yes first and not trying to no. have an agenda of your own no no, no. agenda <laughs> no agenda we just are we just are believers that are passionate about wanting to serve the lord that's in our hearts we just want to be used as vessels yeah you know and we see the need in the community i mean if you see the the city of liberty city you know it, it's hungry for the lord you see homeless you see poor you see single moms you see single everything you know so you just want to like god i always say in in my prayer time god give me your heart and what is god's heart jesus heart was to preach was to preach to the people he went and he preached out of the church he looked for people left and right so that's what God has given us, a heart to be after them, to be, to go after what they desire and want. Wow. So, and I, I really know behind the scenes of um, both of you also have mm -hmm. a story, which uh, maybe another time we can do that. Yeah. Uh, but your passion does come from your own uh, walk or journey of finding the Lord and uh, really seeking him. Yeah. Um, my passion came, you know, because I am a single mom. So I know what single moms go through. I know how much need we have for the Lord, how much need we have for, for our community, for, for a community of believers that, that can help us, that can help us with this. Well, that is wonderful. Well, I am so glad that, Ashley, you were here to um, just talk about this in Virginia. Uh, wonderful young ladies who are just uh, seeking the Lord and allowing him to work through you as vessels. And that is an amazing mm -hmm. thing. So we uh, we want to be able to support you and, and uh, tell our friends about this wonderful outreach that you're having on June 26th. It's going to be in Liberty City. 
And so that's something to mark your calendars for. Well, thank you once again for coming on our program, Ashley and Virginia. God thank bless you, for you having and all you're us. doing. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you so much. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited with how we have on the phone with us today, Brian Akamari. And Brian, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, Brian, you know, I'm inspired by you. Uh, you have done something so beautiful. And uh, Vanessa, our volunteer coordinator, met with you and she actually nominated you to be a guest in our program today uh, because of what you did and the relevance of having, you know, young adults caring so much for our community, for those in need. Um, tell us about the project like the you know how did you get started with the project i know that there is a reason why you needed to choose this this project but tell me why so as you know my project was about creating hygienic kits for the homeless and this is really because of my experiences growing up uh, i was born in washington dc and i moved to miami three years ago and when i was in dc i played at a recreational center for basketball and I used to use transportation by myself, so I was surrounded by homelessness within children and adults. And there were many nights when uh, my family and I were leaving from the recreational center, and the staff were uh, converting the, the gym into a plate, like a homeless shelter that provided food and items for the homeless people. And ever since at a young age, I've had a passion about this and helping the community. And I knew that when I had the opportunity to lead an Eagle Scout project, um, I knew I saw the Miami Rescue Mission's statement and values, and they really connected with me and spoke to me. So, and with the amazing help of them, the community, my family, friends, fellow scouts, scout leaders, and representatives at the Miami Rescue Mission, my vision was supported, and we were able to collect and create over 215 hygiene kits. And I just hope that the community finds these kits valuable because they are made from a lot of love. Oh, not only, I mean, this, these kids, and by the way, I saw them when I came back uh, to the office, um, uh, you know, and, and Vanessa is introducing me to you and, and she's letting me know about the project that you did. The kicks are perfect, okay? And I want you to describe what's in it, but I want you to know that they are already, as we speak, uh, we are giving them to the outside guests. These are individuals that come to our centers on a daily basis to have a meal, to take a shower, to get a change of clean clothes. And these are individuals that some of them are chronic homeless uh, men, women, uh, individuals that maybe are not ready to join the program. So they, you know, they, they sleep on the sidewalk. They have no place to go. Um, and and having something, receiving anything, really, they're so grateful. I've done so many events in the last nine and a half years that I've been here. I've done so many events, and everything I get back from this community, the homeless community, is is gratefulness. So I want you to know that they're being given away as we speak. So tell me about um, what was in the kit. I know, but I want our listeners to know and also get ideas because you are an inspiration at such a young age. You are already, you know, having this so much passion about helping others. I love it. So I want our listeners to be encouraged by your story. So tell me what's in it. All right. First, I want to say thank you very much for the kind words. It really means a lot to me and it means a lot to hear that they're already being distributed. And uh, so in these kits, they're hygiene kits. They contain a toothbrush, toothpaste, a neosporin packet, a wet a wet wipe for uh, for your face, um, hand sanitizing wipe, and um, those one more, and masks. 
Listen, everything you mentioned right there. I mean, we're going through a pandemic. We're not out, you know, we're not completely safe yet. Imagine, I'm thinking the mask, the sanitizer, right? This became yep. needs during what we're going through. So the fact that you took the time to conduct this project and to collect these items and put them together. I mean, again, it says a lot about you. And I love the Eagle Projects. Tell me more about who did you get involved with helping you collect the items and how did you encourage them? So um, a lot of these items, I uh, actually went to family and friends because um, a lot of my family is still in D.C. and in Maryland. So I uh, asked a lot of family and friends for uh, help for donations for the actual materials. And I was gen generously, I was able to fund all of it through donations. Amazing. And there was only like certain items that I realized I needed a more quantity of so I, that the kits would have would be more full that I purchased on my own. Listen, you have a bright future ahead of you. Thank you so much for what you're doing. You are an inspiration so young. Uh, everyone should listen to this and getting get excited to help the Miami Rescue Mission or any other organization in our community. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Great pleasure to speak with you today. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're at that part of the program where we're going to be talking to Thomas. Thomas is going to share his testimony, his story. Uh, he is one of those that are going through a life-changing program. And uh, he is here with us to tell a little bit about what's happened to him. So welcome to the program, Thomas. Morning, Miss Brother. Morning. Well, Thomas, let's go back a little bit into your pre-days before you came to the Miami Rescue Mission. Tell us a little bit about your story and what actually then brought you to the mission. Well, what actually brought me to the mission is, I guess, uh, if you keep it biblical, uh, disobedience and my use and abuse of alcohol and drug over I guess I was kind of introduced to alcohol and, and drugs through family members, uh, the old stories that you see, sipping open cans of beer when I was younger, this and that and the other. So uh, my story's not too much different from others. Just once I got older, the abuse picked up at the age of, say, 16 or 17. I was smoking marijuana daily, and it wasn't until I got of age or after I graduated high school and... Uh, was able to work at a glass factory. I worked at Owens, Illinois for about five or six years. That's when the use progressed to using cocaine rather than just marijuana and beer because everybody knows or thinks about they consider marijuana a recreational drug, but it does lead to using bigger, harder drugs. So that's kind of been part of my story. Okay, so um, what would you say, and how did you find out about the Miami Rescue Mission? And what was there a, a was a pivotal point where you felt like your life was just at that point where you couldn't continue doing that? And where were you living at the time? Were you on the street, living with someone? Uh, what uh, happened? Well, in actuality, uh, to kind of back it up and bring Ray all here full circle, uh, what happened was uh, back about three years ago. Uh, my father passed away June 20th, 2011. And like, uh, I just went off the edge, so to speak, with the alcohol use and all those type of things. And it's like, uh, he was the only person I could talk to as far as uh, just talking about life problems and dealing with things. So it's like, not really all hope was gone, but then I knew 
after he had died, it was like a void. my salvation or void was kind of there, even though my mother was there. Really, she could never replace a father figure because a woman's a woman. She does all the maternal things and takes care of everything. So, I mean, that part, she'll never be able to fulfill. You know what I mean? And I love my mother dearly. So it's like uh, those things have been on. They're still going on right now in my life. And and as far as today, while I'm here, uh, speaking what really brought me here, it's like uh, things, I let things of this world really discombobulate my focus on what and how I was supposed to act as a man. And for that, I'm going to be held accountable to God for it, not no one else. So it's like uh, those type of things I'm going through, uh, going through the uh, the affirmative action stage, the uh, discrimination stage, the Martin Luther King era and all those type of things. It's like uh, you, you really can't compare and or try to say that uh, discrimination and or uh, racial and bias is the reason why I'm in the Miami Rescue Mission. The reason why I'm in the Miami Rescue Mission is basically my disobedience to God and God's word. I, I think that's really why I'm here. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit in just a moment, uh, the rest of your story, and maybe you can maybe define that pivotal moment as to why you decided and who told you about the Miami Rescue Mission. We'll be back in just a moment to hear the rest of Thomas's story. Well, we're back with Thomas. He's going to share the rest of his story, and he was just at that point as to why he came to the mission. And off air, you was explaining, Thomas, that you did come into our Broward Outreach Center and that you had been referred there. So let's pick up the story, how you were referred to BOC, Broward Outreach Center. Well, I was referred to BOC uh, by the, I guess it's the Fort Lauderdale Broward District Attorney's Office due to my use of alcohol and uh, seemed or I had maybe had a seizure passed out from the use of the alcohol and they jailed me overnight and said well maybe you may want to try a longer program or longer to get help for your alcohol problem they have a place in Miami at the Miami Rescue Mission that has a because we see you carry a Bible so this may be something that you may think about trying to do so after you kind of completed uh, your days and your program there, then for the longer-term program, your case manager referred you to the Miami campus. So. Yeah, she did. She... So that's why you're here. Basically, that's, what, that's really I'm here. If I go by what the Bible says, I was kind of predestined to be here at this time because to back it all the way back up maybe 10 years or so ago, my uncle died, uh, passed away down here because he was working for one of the professional golfers here in the Miami area, he would go out and as a caddy and work with this gentleman every day as far as, I guess, basically carries clubs and, you know, they fellowship together. But the personal relationship, I really would know, but he did work with a professional golfer here in the area. Okay. So now that you're here on the Miami campus, what's happening to you now? Well, to, today, as I'm speaking with you, Ms. Brumman, as far as uh, my personal feelings of being here at the Miami Rescue Commission is to let me know that the Bible in which we speak of great in great detail most of the time throughout my stay here, it's all coming to fruition. I mean, everything that's in the Bible, it, we definitely see every day, whether it be the first or foremost uh, 
loving our neighbors as we love ourselves, then also we see God's love in all people, despite what we may think of them personally. God's love is everywhere. I'm a firm believer now, and I'm not just saying that for form of fashion. I'm saying that because I was taught that as a child, and that may be like a, as they say, in churches of religious spirit. And if I'm guilty of that, I guess I may be, but I do know that God's love is real. Amen. Amen. So what is your ultimate goal as you look forward to graduation from the program? Well, my ultimate goal really is besides staying alcohol and drug free. Uh, my goal personally, I like to do something to help people like myself that have had alcohol and drug problems and are dealing with them currently and also something maybe to help youth, you know, between the ages of, say, 15 to 19, mm -hmm. things like that. Just for nothing but a support group, getting together on Saturdays, running full court games, playing basketball, things like that. I mean, and encourage them, let them know, hey, listen, uh, I had X amount of years of alcohol and drug abuse, and you don't have to have that because I've kind of went through four years with you. So, I mean, everybody has their own story, but I do try to be more so positive for someone if I can. Well, that's great to have a calling for the youth and help them understand they don't have to go through all the things that sometimes we have found ourselves going through. So thank you, Thomas, uh, for having the courage uh, to share your story. I know it's not easy uh, to be able to do that, and especially on the radio. Uh, so we thank you, and we want to say God bless you, and we'll be praying for you, and we ask all the people that are listening to this, please pray for Thomas and pray for the others, uh, men, women, and children that are in all of our campuses in Hollywood and in Miami. And uh, we'll be back with just the final things in our program in just a moment. Wow, what a great testimony from Thomas. You know, that's what it's all about in our centers in Miami and Broward. We're serving thousands of people every single week, tens of thousands of people during the course of a year. And yet it always boils down to that one individual, that man or woman that comes to us broken, hurt, desperate, uh, hopeless, and they come to the doors and they begin to see that their life can be better. You know, God tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he has plans for us, plans not to harm us, but to, to give us a good end and to help us and to see us prosper. And that's what we want to see when people come through the doors. We don't judge anybody. Uh, we often tell people when they come through, if you, if you don't have a friend, you're going to have one here. We want to be friendly to you and we're going to meet you right where you are, whatever your problems are. We can't do everything for everybody. We do have to refer some cases and some people out to other organizations, but we're going to do our best with the love of God and with the expertise of man, with our staff and our volunteers to help a person right where they are. That means if they need help in addiction or they're fleeing domestic violence or they need help in education, uh, maybe how to fill out a resume or get a job or keep a job, we're going to help them with that. And then there's, there's aftercare for the men and women that leave us. So we, we're not just going to just dump them back out into the world. We want to make sure that they have aftercare. It's like having kids in a way. It's almost like reparenting. And the good parents will make sure that their kids are challenged, uh, that they're on, they stay on task with their, with all the things they have to get accomplished in life. And yet they, when they're ready to leave the nest, they're there to catch them and they're there to give them some additional wisdom when they need it, but they need to find out their own journey in life and how to do that. And so that's what we're doing with our people that come to us that are experiencing homelessness. Uh, we're not doing things for them. We want them to be able to do things for themselves as you're able to do it. 
And so there are restrictions and there's responsibilities and uh, there's consequences to behaviors. Uh, but at the very end, when, when they take enough interest in their own self and their own life and their own destiny, and they say, you know, no one can do this for me except for me, uh, that's when change takes place. And they look, look at our own lives. You know, if you want to lose a little weight, uh, you can read all the diet books you want and join all the gyms you want. But unless you do the work, you're just not going to lose the weight. <laughs> and that's the way life is. You have to be able to do the work yourself. And that's why we're so proud of all of our men and women that go through our programs that have uh, really worked on themselves hard with their emotional well-being, their spiritual well-being, their psychological well-being, uh, being able to get a job, hold a job, or maybe if they're disabled, how do they get their disability benefits? Can they can they work the system and make sure that they fill out all the proper documentations and meet every meetings they have to go through so they can get the benefits they're entitled to, you know, especially with the VA and other organizations. So that's what we're doing every day. We can't do it without you. You can still bless a dad today, by the way, even though this is Father's Day and a shout out to all of our dads out there. Uh, you can still help a dad today by going to caringplace.org slash dads. That's caringplace.org slash dads. Maybe you like to remember somebody in your life that was like a father to you or your own father. You know, somebody that you looked up to that really poured into your life. You can honor that person today by go to caringplace.org slash dads. Dads, help our men become better fathers and, and better leaders in the community. A lot of time that means that they are trying to reunite with children that they haven't seen for decades and that doesn't work out. But other times, uh, they're very open and, and families are united. So again, go to our website at caringplace.org slash dads. And also this week, we have a wonderful food tasting event. It's going to be at our church property located at 700 Northwest 175th Street. That's in Miami Gardens. It's a big, big church area, but it's a drive through area. And we're having a food tasting event uh, where you stay in your car and your tickets will be collected and you'll be able to taste from the most delicious food from these trucks. You know how the food trucks are unique to each truck uh, tastings. And so you go to our website at caringplace.org slash G for G. That's the letter G, number four G, foodie, F-O-O-D-I-E. And you can see the selection of tickets and where to meet and, and how to get your food. Well, God bless you again. Happy Father's Day and tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD. For more Mission Possible. This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.